Let's go to James, James 1. As we've been um, talking about James, I keep trying to get to a point and then I get sidetracked. And I mean, that's it's all been good anyway. It's been important. So I don't have a problem with that. But I do still have the same point that keeps coming back to me. So I think we're going to try to get onto it today. Um, and uh, so let's just read James 1, uh, verse 2, 3, and 4. It's our third week on the book of James, and we're still in verse 2, 3, and 4. <laughs> not, I think we might be on James for a while. We'll see. Um, my brethren, counted all joy when you fall into various trials. We've talked about that, knowing that the testing of your faith, we've talked about that, produces patience. Now, this is this is part of what I want to talk a bit more about. Now, one of the things I've said to you about patience, and he's in, in fact, the next verse, but let patience have its perfect work. The perfect work. Um, I, I actually, you know, notice the phrasing, certainly in, in this translation says, let patience. You've got to let patience do this work in you, yeah? Or you can not let patience do the work that it's trying to do. Is patience important? Patience is a, is very important in some things. In fact, it's far more powerful than people realize. Uh, it's very connected into really stepping in and, and, and your faith working and all kinds of things as well. It's a very important factor. Uh, so he says you need to let patience do what it needs to do. And sometimes patience is only developed in in the testing of your faith yeah. it's developed in the fire it has to be uh, and this is what i said last last week last week if you remember i was talking about if you run with footmen and they wear at you how you're going to run with horses sometimes the only way to learn how to fight a bigger battle is to go through some smaller battles and get tougher in them yeah. toughen up and uh we're living in a day when the enemy wants to bring his darkness the enemy has more access to this planet through yielded people than he has ever had yeah. and so it's allowing him to do more and the reason he's getting in, is, 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 is able to do more is because, one, there's more yielded people and darkness is, 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 is not hidden anymore. It's out, in, it's out in the open. It's like we're here, not ashamed. Things that people used to do in hiding, now they'll just do straight in your face. And I'm not convinced that's, that's going to get necessarily better. They've got bolder to, to step out and stand up for what they, what they want with darkness. So... The yieldedness of people. And that's, I think that, that phrase, as it was in the days of Noah, is becoming more and more real to us. Yeah. I don't think people realize what it was like in the days of Noah. We thought, we, we think maybe that the earth has gotten worse and worse since then. Personally, I think, as in the days of Noah, and I've said this before, it took from Genesis 1, Genesis 1 and 2, creation, where man, obviously, there was no sin on this planet, up to where was Noah, Genesis 6, 7, 8. Okay, now it's six chapters, but it, I think it was, I think there's in there is, uh, I think from Genesis 2 up to Genesis 11, Abraham's 2,000 years. So probably about 1,000 years, maybe-ish, I'm estimating, until Noah, okay? It took that period of time from when sin got released onto this planet to practically destroy the planet. It, the planet had to be wiped out. It was that bad. Okay. And after that, then God introduced, he brought, you know, through Abraham, the covenant started bringing righteousness onto the planet as a check. Because if sin was just going unchecked, it would have wiped this place out. But it didn't take long to do that. Now, we haven't had a practically planet-wide destruction since the day of Noah because God put a check into this planet. He put good righteousness. He put faith in the planet. He put the law in, which was a moral check on humanity to hold some things back. The more yielded humanity is to sin, the more death is released on the planet. Okay. 
And, uh, and, and then he said, there's coming a day when it's going to be like it was in the days of Noah. Well, that released a lot onto the planet. The enemy's working. He's getting more and more people yielded. Now, I'm not yeah. saying that to, to bring gloom. But all alongside that, he has been working at raising up Christians who are deceived and don't know the word and don't know how to stand in their authority and don't know how to win battles because he knows the more access he's got, he doesn't want the opposition from us. But God's been working his truth in because we are the restraining force. We are the salt that keeps the preservative in place until it is ready for, for God to wrap this up in Jesus' return. Okay? We are the force that, 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 that enables. So, you know, when I say we've got to toughen up and be able to handle tougher battles, it's because that's the direction the earth is going. God is wants his people tougher. And if we crumble at the slightest bit of challenge, you know, sometimes we might say, well, God, why don't you just make it easy for me and help me through the challenge? I, I can tell you this, that God is not behind the attack. God is not behind the oppression. He's not causing it. But I bet you that private in the army who had a go at his, you know, had a bad attitude attitude toward his sergeant major on the, on the assault course for making his muscles burn. Why don't you just make the assault course easier? was probably very grateful by the time he got into a real battle that he had toughened up. Yeah? That he knew how to stand. That he could face the things he was facing. God wants a people who are going to face what we're facing on this earth and know how to stand strong. And we, he, God, God knows we got it in us. He's given us every tool we need. He's given us the faith, the authority, his word. He's given us every tool. You might say, well, I'm not, I'm not the greatest. You know, I'm not that very strong. The wonderful thing about God, he doesn't need us to be strong in ourselves. No matter, he, 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 God has a way of taking people that no one else will use. And he'll, he, but, but his power in us and his, us yielded to him and allowing him to work through us and release faith through us. We have the capacity to do it. We wouldn't be on this earth if we didn't. Because we're here for this time. Just like, what, what's that phrase? Was it Esther? For such a time as this. Okay. But... We have to rise to the occasion and be tough for this occasion. We cannot be knocked around by a battle here and a battle there and be defeated by it. And like I said, some of us, sometimes we might cry and say, God, why, why don't you just make it easier? Now, there are times where God in the past has made it easier. People need a breakthrough. Healing just happens for them. God made it easy for the children of Israel in the wilderness very often. Every time they faced a challenge, he just came through for them. Okay, but he wanted them to toughen up because they had to face battles in the in, 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 in and that that generation that God made it easy for in the wilderness crumbled when they faced the giants and they weren't ready for that. They were not tough enough for it. They would never have been able to face those battles. So God had to raise up a generation that was tough enough for those battles. And sometimes us crying and saying, God, why don't you just make this easier? Is because he's saying, You've got it in you, stand in my word, that will strengthen you. That will get you through this. It'll toughen you up through the battle. And, and, and you keep standing on the word. Let patience have its work in you in the testing of your faith. Be we're getting tougher because actually there are things beyond just our own lives and our own challenges that we've got to be tough enough for and tough enough and stand up strong in the word. So when he says, let patience have its work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing, that you may come to that place of maturity. That word perfect there is mature. Mature in Christ. The mature in Christ are going to step into some things 
that are beyond what any generation in the body of Christ has ever stepped into. When you look in 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 the, the, the scriptures, the mature body is going to step into a place of his glory and his anointing. But we have to get to the maturity to get that. Okay, and there will be a flow of power through us, and there will be a flow of flow of flow of anointing through us. But we toughen up. He's preparing us for some things, and if he just makes it easier and we don't grow through it, grow through it all, to to a degree, he's doing us an injustice. Sometimes he wants us to learn how to use our faith to get through something, so that so that actually your faith muscles working. It's not that he's withholding your blessing. It's not that he's keeping you out of it. He's just saying, I've given you the tools, get it. Learn how to use these because he wants us to learn how to use the sword of the spirit, which he's given us and the shield of faith, which he's given us. Okay. Because we need them in this generation. So we've got to let those things, don't be put off by the testing of your faith. Draw closer into the word when your faith gets tested. Draw closer in. Stand on your authority. Stand on your faith. Yeah. Now, connected to patience, one one of the things I said to you is patience. Patience, if you remember, in in this translation, uh, has the meaning of consistency. Consistent. You're not not one way then another way back and forth yeah and i want to i want to talk a little bit about the whole idea of inconsistency first because there's some things james got to say has, has to say about that okay because to be as tough and as strong and believe me when you're tough and strong in the word you're going to get far bigger breakthroughs and far bigger victories than you ever thought you would get in your life and you'll be a vessel to bring victories to other people as well god will flow through you okay but he's getting us so cons- consistency constancy consistently constant <laughs> if you put them together it's to be the same way all the time regardless of the circumstance that's patience you are the same way <coughs> talking so fast i've hardly taken a breath hold on <laughs> so patience is this this force of one way i don't change i'm not two ways i'm not praising praising the lord today and down tomorrow that's not consistent is it yeah. remember when with mark 4 the parable of the sower um you might not remember but i'll but i'll, but I'll quote one of the types of the the ground that didn't produce um is in fact in fact look there let's get get the quote actually right mark 4 and then we'll come back to james I am absolutely convinced. Like I said, we're in this generation because we can do this. Okay. Sometimes you hold the fact the Bible. The Bible says, like for example, God, God will not. You know, I'm I'm kind of paraphrasing, hopefully not misquoting, but 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 He'll not let you face temptation beyond what you can endure. Okay. Then He He knows you can get through this. He knows you've got the tools to get through what's in front of you. Okay. The parable of the sower, one of the types of ground. Um, Mark 4, um, verse 16. Mark 4, verse 16 says this. These likewise are the ones sown in stony ground. The stony ground means there isn't just soil in there. There's soil and stones. You've got two things in there, yeah? It's not pure. It's not just pure soil. Right now, notice that two things. I'm going to come back to that. 
These are the ones sown in stony ground who, when they hear the word, immediately receive it with gladness. So do they reject the word? Yeah. Do they say, no, I don't believe that? No, no. It's just they, they hear it. They're in church. Praise the Lord. Amen. Preach it, brother. They get excited about it. They, they, they might run around and have a Holy Ghost time and run around the building screaming, I got it, I got it, I got it. Because when they hear it, they're excited. Can you tell whether a person is a mature Christian and whether the word's established in their life by their excitement when they hear the word? Not necessarily. Because here he says, stony ground will get excited when they hear it too. He's not talking about people who reject the word. He's saying at the time of hearing, they get excited about it. Okay. But that, so it's not, not, with what attitude do they receive it when they hear it? What does he say? Receive it with? That's a big smile on their face. Wow, that's the best message I've ever heard. That is good, preacher. I wanted more, man. That is so good. I'm excited about that. Yes. Yes, Jesus healed me. Yes, I'm so excited. I got it. Oh, thank you, Lord. I'm free. I'm so excited. That's gladness, isn't it? Would that be a glad person hearing the word? Wow, I just heard Jesus is my healer. Why is my provider? Yay, yay, yay. And you might think, yeah, that's right. Okay. Sorry. Oh, it should be every time. We sh- I'm not saying it's wrong. We should get glad when you hear the word. But the, the, the difference with the stony ground and the good ground is are they still glad the next morning? Now notice this. Me, immediately they receive it with gladness. So at the time they hear it, they're excited about it. And they, uh, sorry, um, and they have no root in themselves and so endure only for a time. So does notice that phrase only for a time. In other words, does that gladness that they heard the word, which is a good thing, but does it last? Is it there a week later, two weeks later, or whatever, or even a day later? Okay, it doesn't tell you how long, but it endures for a time. All right. Uh, so endure only for a time. Afterward, notice that in, uh, your translations might have a different word, but mine uses the word afterward. In other words. Afterward means this is something that happens next. So it doesn't happen, it's not necessarily happening at the time the word, they hear the word. When they hear the word, they're excited. Yeah. But afterward, when tribulation or persecution arises, mm. what happens? It arises for the word's sake, immediately they stumble. Where, where's the gladness that they received it with? Yeah. Where's the, hey, praise the Lord, this is my breakthrough. Suddenly it's, oh God, I thought that was supposed to be my breakthrough. I didn't know there was a tribulation going to come, come my way. Now, where's the problem? Where's the consistency? Yeah. Now, they're glad one day. Now they're crying over the problem the next day. Mm-hmm. So now they're, 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 they're in two positions. That's stony ground. There's soil and there's good, and then there's stones in there. Two things, yeah? yeah? And does he say that ground produces fruit? Yeah. So is it all about... How excited you are when you hear the word. Now, should you be excited when you hear the word? Don't, don't all get depressed when you hear the word. Be excited. But should you still be excited when the battle's on? Should you still say, this is my solution. I will stand on this word. I will not change and back down off my stand when the pressure's on. That is when you really find out whether, whether they would, the consistency, being the same way, being stable when the battle's on. Now, see, it's in church is like boot camp where you learn how to use your sword. It's out there in the battle when you use your sword. <laughs> yeah? yeah? 
And this is what this is this is often where things change is the consistency is not there. So this type of ground is inconsistent. They're not the same way. They fluct they change now. Now let's go back to James. Which I'll go to the notes. All right. Now um, that was what verse was that um, we were at verse two, J James one, two, three, four, patience. Now I'm going to skip a few verses. Um, in the next few verses is where he then comes to, um, uh, uh, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, etc. Yeah, which we've done. I've taught on a lot, and I'm sure you've heard other people teach on as well. And and there's good stuff in there, but I'm going to for the moment jump that and get to verse eight. Verse eight. Uh, it's talking about the man who doubts. Okay, what does he say? He Remember, the, the man who doubts is like the wave. Remember, we talked about the wave. They're driven. They're pushed. They, they, they don't have any control over their own destiny. The wave is determining their direction now, yeah? Okay, but he says he is a double-minded man. Double-minded. Now, what, what double-minded implies? Double is two. What stony ground got in? It's stony ground's got soil and stones, two, right? Have you ever noticed the word doubt, D-O-U-B, it's the same, practically the same spelling as double, D-O-U-B-L-E, D-O-U-B-T, doubt double, okay? Doubt very often is exactly this, it's being, it's inconsistency. It's the, it, it, it can be the standing in two positions, all right? Standing in two positions. Someone says, well, I believe the word. Oh, yeah, I believe the word. But what about this? You're in two positions. There's doubt. No, but don't tell me I'm in doubt. I don't doubt it. I believe it. But what about this? <laughs> you're in two positions. You're in doubt. Okay. Do you realize there's a difference between doubt and unbelief? They're not the same thing. Unbelief is I don't believe. Doubt Sometimes we'll say, I do believe, but now I've got another position as well, right? I heard someone say this week, your faith only goes as far as your questions. Because the question is, is, is where you now got a different position. You might say, yes, I believe in God's my healing. Oh, but Lord, why aren't you coming through for me? Now you've got a different perspective. Or I believe the word works. Oh, why is it not working? <laughs> is it, maybe it's not working this time. Do you see there's now two positions coming out that's not unbelief this is why they're different unbelief is no i don't believe that it's refusal to believe that or ignorance you can't believe it because you don't know it or it's resistant to believing i will not believe it there are a lot of christians who do believe things but they are in doubt they are in double positions. And that's why when you pray for them, say, well, you're going to stand in front of them. Well, I do believe it. And they don't like you saying, well, because they think you're telling them they don't believe it. No, you do believe it. Okay, yes, I believe Jesus, my healer. I believe Jesus, by his stripes, I was healed. But then in the thick of the battle, you fluctuate positions into a second position. You are now in doubt. Yes, you can say something. Well, there's, I do believe I do believe there's indication in that. He said yeah. to them, you know, it's why he located their faith and he got he drew out that belief out of them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
But yeah. So do you see there's a difference between doubt and unbelief? And this is where a lot of Christians are confused because they think, you know, when, you, when you're saying that, that someone's accusing them of not believing something. Well, I do believe in healing. Why is it not working? That very phrase is doubt. My position is I believe in healing. Why is it not working? There's your second position. You've got two positions on the matter. Yeah? Two positions. What does James say about an, a double-minded man? We've got to realize double-mindedness is, 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 is two positions. In fact, some maybe have three, four, five, 10, 15 positions, okay? But what does he say about a double-minded man in verse eight? Unstable. Unstable. Now, he's just talked to us about patience. Now, patience is being the same way all the time. It's consistency. So patience is stability, not changing. Someone who never changes is stable. Yeah? Someone who's different. If You know, it's, it's amazing that the religious phrases we use about God, which we don't really think about how much of an insult they really are to him. When you say, well, you, well, we don't say this, but religious people have said things like, you never know what God's going to do. You are calling him unstable. Yeah. <laughs> you know? When you say of a human being, <laughs> you know, I, I, I know he said he'll, I know he'll, he said he'll meet me at the shop, but you know, you never know what he's going to do. He might be there, he might not. You're not giving a compliment to that person's character, are you? <laughs> that is not a, that is a slap in the face to say, you are telling them, I don't think they're a good person, a good character. That is what people are saying when they say things about God. That's why you've got to watch out for God. What should you say about God? I believe he's the same way yesterday, today, and forever. I believe he will do exactly what he said he'll do because his character's good. When you're saying he said it, but I don't know if he'll do it, you're questioning more than his word. You're questioning the very core of his character. You're saying he's an unstable person. But the revelation that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever is one we really need to get a hold of. And we need to get a hold of not just in our belief about him, but our belief about us. Begin to say, my position does not change. <laughs> someone, someone says, what if, you, what if you believe God for healing and it doesn't manifest? Well, for a start right there, you, you locate a person's weakness because now you know that's the point they're going to quit on the word. Someone says, well, what if you die believing the word? What a way to go. <laughs> this is the point. Now, this, now after I talked about this about, I'd say, someone says, oh, that sounds a bit extreme. No, that is called single-mindedness. Single-minded means I don't see another option. Double-mindedness is instability. Okay. Now, in fact, single-mindedness is the kind of single-mindedness that even, to be honest, I'm. Uh, I think we need to see this more. Single-mindedness is the kind of thing that'll raise the dead because it'll say, "No, no, no, no. We stood for healing. You ain't dying. Come back." <laughs> yeah, like Jairus stand. His daughter died. Jesus said, "We ain't finished yet." He didn't say, oh, we, well, we tried that. Let's go and see if we can pray for the next one. He said, no, we ain't finished this thing yet. Okay? Sometimes you have to walk, push through the past of the, the point of what, what, what seems to be the defeat. And you stand your ground and say, no. 
you know, or what happens if someone, you know, does does pray and believe God and they don't get their healing. Then they stand and say, this works. And I'm going to just keep still speaking healing. Too many people have tried a few things that didn't work and now they no longer believe it. Yeah. Well, I don't believe that anymore. That's instability. That's double-mindedness. This is why they never they never got any results because they never got into a place of single mind. A single-minded person will not change their mind. You ever tried to talk to someone who's single-minded about something? Spouses? <laughs> you, I don't want to cause marital arguments, yeah? But so single-mindedness is associated... Okay, this face face is being pulled across the table here. <laughs> We're not going to cause a, an argument on the way home. But single-mindedness often is associated with stubbornness. I'm not going to look at people, okay? Single-mindedness yeah. is when someone just will not change their position. Yeah? They won't change it. Now, there is... The Bible is teaching there is a good place of that kind of stuff. Now, it's not good when it's stubborn of your own flesh and stubborn of your, your own opinion. Sometimes we've got to realize my opinion can be wrong, but the word cannot. Yeah. And there's a difference between the word and my opinion. Yeah. This is what the word says, and I am changing my position. Yeah. Is a, a position that I think sometimes people are almost afraid to take. And, but we need, so a double-minded man is unstable. Let, let's look, this is not the only time James mentions double-mindedness. We all love each other, don't we? Spouses, you know, loving homes. <laughs> okay. Now, in fact, the word unstable there, in James, just before we move on to the next verse, in James 1.8, which says he's a double-minded man, unstable in his, all his ways. The word unstable there means inconstant and restless. In constant. Well, that's the opposite of constant. It's not constant. He's unstable. Okay. Person who's frequently frequently changing. It describes a person who's irregular in behavior. They're not steady. They're not stable. They're not dependable. Now, why is James telling us that person? First of all, he tells us either the verse before or the verse after that that person doesn't receive. Okay. Because very often a person takes this stand of faith. But then they back off their faith under the pressure. And they say, well, well, why didn't God come through for me? Well, it's the double-mindedness that, that became a hindrance to your own receiving. It's God, God's not the problem. He's not the obstacle. He, by teaching us this, do you realize God is teaching us the solution? Yeah. It's his love and his goodness that teaches us this because this he's showing us how to get the results. And it also tells you he believes we can be like this. And he is raising up a body that is like this. We don't change. You don't stop speaking to that storm. You don't stop speaking the word. And, the, and the, when the enemy sits on your shoulder and says, oh, it's just not working this time, you dig your heels in the ground and you saying, I ain't taking no for an answer. And the enemy sits on your shoulder and says, well, maybe you sinned and maybe the Lord's not going to move this time because maybe, maybe you've done something. Don't go on sin searches. Now, if the Holy Spirit shows you specifics and you deal with specifics, but the enemy likes to toy people with that one because he can get you, he can get you in a position where you now start to think, oh, well, the word's not going to work because of this. First of all, you say the word works and I will keep doing what needs to be done and I will be stubborn with it. Dig my feet in the ground and I will say this will work. That breakthrough's coming in. That healing is manifesting. I refuse to even acknowledge the position that this is not working. 
Because as soon as I start to play around with the idea it's not working, I am in double positions. Now, he wouldn't tell you double-mindedness is bad if he said, well, there's times you need to be double-minded. He wants us single-minded. He wants us absolutely con- This works. That money's coming in. We are standing our ground. That money is coming in. What happens if it goes past when the bill's due? Tomorrow morning, I will say that money's coming in. That God is providing. It's coming. He is coming through for me. He is not letting me down, and I will keep standing. Yeah? And it's coming. It's coming through. And we're coming through this storm. Amen? That is single-minded stubbornness. Where you refuse to accept any other position but what the word says. And that, that is a characteristic of faith. Right? Now, notice this. He talks about doubleness in, in a few different contexts. Stubbornness can be a good thing. Okay? When you're stubborn on your own opinion, that's not such a good thing. Because your opinion can be wrong. Okay, when we stubborn on what we know, the revelation of the word, when you, you um, two weeks, uh, two, three, two, two weeks ago on this, in, the, in the morning services, I, I taught about um, two different types of understanding. Um, there is understanding that is my own understanding. The Bible says, Proverbs 3, lean not on your own understanding. But there is also understanding that comes through lights of the word. It is God has imparted understanding. So if it's my understanding, I've got to realize it, it, it's not always reliable. But if it's light and understanding and revelation of the word, I can stand on that because I'm not the source of that. And I can be stubborn with it because it is unchangeable truth. This is how, how persuaded we have to be about the, tr- about, about the truth of the word. The enemy has talked to a lot of people out of things that have been taught because they start to get into this double position. And then the next thing you know, he pulls them right out of these truths. It's not a bad thing to be, be, be absolute. This works. There's no other option. This works. Yeah. James 4, 8. Let's look at a couple of the other things he says about double, because he, he mentions it more than one in his, in his book, in the book of James. James 4, 8. Now, here it's, it's talking about a slightly different thing, but it's still, you'll, you'll see James does broaden his teaching on the idea of double because he, he, he this is not just a isolated verse in james 1 8 and then he never mentions it again it's actually quite important in the things that he says james 4 8 he says draw near to god and he will draw near to you cleanse your hands you sinners and purify your hearts you double-minded yeah double-minded now here double-minded refers to divided in interest Divided. Divided has got to do two interests. Here, 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 they here in this context, they love God, they're playing around with sin too. So there's divided interest in this one. Okay, and this is what he's saying. So we're flirting with walking with God, flirting with the world. But in that sense, it's the double lifestyle, the, the inconsistency that's coming through. Now, the same truth that he says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. The enemy wants us in a double position in our beliefs. He wants us in a double position in our lifestyles. He wants us, the next one, in a double position in our words. Yeah. Okay. So here's the next one, James 3. The passage which teaches about the tongue in James also brings in the concept of double. Okay, James 3, verse 9. 
talking about the tongue. With it, we bless our God and Father, and with it, we curse men. What's that? Two things coming out of the tongue. Double. Who have been made in the similitude of God, out of the same mouth proceed blessing and cursing. My brethren, these things ought not to be so. Do you see James is covering this issue of double from multiple angles through his book? Okay. Yeah, it's the, the two things coming out of the mouth. These things ought not to be so. Does a spring does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? No, the answer is no. Okay. The enemy wants us double in our mouths. Because double duo hinders receiving your belief system. We've got to get to a point where we are single-minded in our, what we believe and our stand. We're single-minded in our behavior, but we're single-minded in our words. We will not stop speaking the same thing. In fact, one of the meanings of the word confession is to say the same thing, to keep saying the same thing. We don't change it. Yeah. Uh, and then he's verse 12. Can a fig tree, my brethren, bear olives or a grapevine bear figs? Thus, no spring yields both salt and salt water and fresh. There's the double idea there coming out. All right. Now, like I said, very often we sometimes teach this separately. It's quite interesting to see this as a theme through the book of James because he starts off on patience, which is constancy. It's being the same way. So what comes out of your mouth when you're healthy? Health. Thank you, Lord. Jesus is my healer. What comes out of your mouth right after someone prays for you for healing? Thank you, Lord. I'm healed. What comes out of your mouth a couple of days later when it hasn't manifested? Thank you, Lord. I'm healed. Doesn't change. What comes out of your mouth when you go to the doctor and you get a bad report and he's told you everything's gotten worse? Thank you, Lord. I'm healed. We're not getting into double. I'm not changing my position. I'm going to be stubborn with this. Someone says, well, that's easier said than done. God wouldn't have told us to do it if he didn't believe we could. And in fact, you can get to this place. I will not change my position on the, on the matter. Stubborn on this. My position is I am healed. And every symptom coming out saying, you're not, you're not, you're not. I'm healed. Now, we can, we, we can more and more get to this position. See, a lot of the times, a lot of the questions, now I understand people are growing in the word, and as a teacher, I love to try and help and answer questions. But very often, those questions and the panic and the fear is revealing the double in us. We took a stand in faith, and now it's gone worse, or the doctor said something bad, or it doesn't look like it's happened right away. One of the things you'll find is when your stand becomes stubbornly, persistently consistent you will start to get through more get more results and manifestations as long as the enemy can pull you into double he's got you what did he say james 1 8 a double man is unstable unstable yeah so we've got to uh, we've got to become become stubborn with this become stubborn stubbornly single-minded that's the word i wanted yeah what is it to be single-minded? I'll end off on this. What is it to be single-minded about something? You're, you're solid on it. You don't budge. Yeah. There's no other option. Yeah. There's no other option. You can't see any other option. 
Doesn't the Bible talk about setting your face like flint, keeping the word in front of your eyes? Don't, don't, he says, do not turn to the right hand or to the left. He said, keep my word in front of your eyes. That means you only see one thing. That's single. He said, don't look to the side, don't look to the, the right or the left. Why? You'll see something different. And then suddenly you have double in your, in your vision. What happened with Peter walking on the water? He's looking at Jesus. He All he sees is what Jesus said. And then suddenly he looked and he saw another option, the wind and the waves. And the double got inside his belief system and he sank. Yeah? Yeah. Keep your eyes on the Lord. This is why he says, keep my word in front of your eyes. Keep it in. Keep looking at it. Keep looking at it. Keep looking at it. You keep those promises. And when your emotions want to pull you aside, you remind yourself of the promise. This is the faith part. I heard someone say this, or, or, or I think I've said this myself even. You know, the, um, uh, Paul said to Timothy, fight the good fight of faith. A large amount of the fight of faith is against yourself. <laughs> the, the fight of faith is not so much a fight of the devil. Your faith stand overcomes the enemy, but the fight of faith is very much against you. You are fighting your own position on the matter, fighting to stay in that position when things are trying to pull you, fighting when your mind and your eyes want to pull onto a different option. And you pull, you fight to hold yourself in. I am not letting go of that position. And when you, that's the place we become patient. Let patience, patience is not just this weak, wishy-washy, lovely little traditional church, you know, religious idea. It is a very powerful force. And it's very core to who God is himself. It is a single position on the matter. And I will not budge and have a second position. Amen. So that's what I mean. That's something I've been trying to get out for a couple of weeks and been aiming for, but I hope it stirs you up. And this is something you've got it. This is something each one of us has to get into this position in the battle in, when it's going on around us. We say, I will only see the outcome of the word in this situation. And, and even, and, and you see the enemy's position is to get you into double. That's why he sits on your shoulder, feeding you loads of questions and lies and it's not working. He wants you in double. He wants you looking at other options. So there's no, there is, I've said that I, sometimes I say, I've said this to myself, you know, and I'm not saying I've always been perfect on this, but there are times even recently I've said, I won't even consider this not working. Everything that's said, it's not going to work. And you go past, like, for example, when a bill's due and you're like, and he says, oh, you see, God's not going to come through for you this time. I'm saying, I'm not even considering that option. This is working. There's, yeah. There is no other possibility. There is no possible other outcome, but what God has said. That is the only outcome that this situation is going to come out in. That's single position. Amen. There we go. I think I'm all preached out now. I hope it stirred you up a bit.